0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.
1: Now, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, hd H-D-3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show, with J-Doc and Krause.
2: If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now.
1: Presented by the Law
3: Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen,
1: and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause.
3: Live and local here on a Saturday night, this is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great to be here live on a Saturday night uh, after a long, long, long uh, four or five weeks, J-Doc, great to be back here live. A lot of ground to cover. Good opening show uh, here tonight from 6 to 7, followed up by the John Doherty Hour uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to talk to a lot of labor leaders uh, over the next two hours uh, and a lot of special guests. So a good show lined up. Welcome in. How are you, sir?
1: I'm fantastic. It is great to be back live, Joe. Certainly, uh, you're right. We've got a fantastic show to kick the year off. Um In in, in hour one, uh, Mike Breson, president of Firefighters Local 22, is going to talk to us a little bit about the tragic fire that happened in Fairmount section of of, the city of Philadelphia. He received a a call directly from the president of the United States, Um, so uh, it's a lot to talk about there. Then the leadership of District Council 33, uh, who's now been in office for over 15 months, and we're going to have a a great update and talk about all kinds of issues there. So, fantastic broadcast ahead, and of course then, uh, the John Doherty Hour, and, and and. that's loaded as well.
3: Yeah, DC 33 President Ernest Garrett will join us. Omar Salam, uh, the Vice President, and Frank Cowper, the Secretary Treasurer, will all be along. We'll bring uh, all three uh, members of the Executive Board, the Executive Leadership Team, uh, will join us coming out of our first break here in in Hour Number One, somewhere around 615-616. and then we'll spend the next forty minutes uh, with them in Hour Number One. No questions off the table. Uh, we'll have good spirited conversation. Of course, Ernest. Garrett Garrett, the new leader, the new uh, president, and he's constantly, constantly fighting hard uh, for his members. And we'll get a good one-on-one opportunity uh, to get some feedback uh, from all three. Let's bring Mike Bres. Uh, let's bring Mike into the conversation. Uh, Mike Bresnan, the president of Firefighters Local 22, uh, who was kind enough to join us as we begin our live show tonight. Mike, uh, a good Saturday evening to you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you
1: doing? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Mike. And and first off, this is our our first time on the air since the uh, the tragic uh, fire, uh, at at least live. And uh, so we want to express our thoughts and prayers for the victims. Uh, One of the worst tragedies of of a house fire in in, in the history of of, of our city and, of course, throughout the United States. And, uh, Mike, I know the president called you, but before we get into that, talk about... uh, the sentiment throughout the, the, the membership uh, after that uh, you know, horrific fire. I watched on the news, and uh, you know, our firemen and, and first responders and emergency personnel are rough and tumble. You just go through some of the most difficult situations on a daily basis, but I've rarely seen uh, our firefighters uh, ever so moved in my entire life. Talk about that.
4: Well, as you know, um we all take an oath to uh, protect property, save lives. Most importantly, and every every day, every night, our members go to work, and they take it personal. That you know, you got the search and rescue position, you got the nozzle position. Nobody's dying on my shift, and um, and so that night, you know, unfortunately and tragically, and as Commissioner Teal summed it up uh, perfectly, there's no words. Um, you know, you had that amount of people in there. And um, as you probably, everybody knows Christmas trees, uh, they go up so fast, there wasn't a lot of time for nobody to get out of that place. And um, our people were there in respectable time pretty quick. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, they got up there and uh, we had two two newer members of the of the job out of 21st and Market, apparently reached the third floor first, they had to search and rescue duties and um, discovered the victims up in those bedrooms. And uh, rescue one got there pretty quick. That's our specialized operations unit out of Fourth and Gerard, and um, a couple of their members got up there. They did remove a few victims that um, appeared to have some life left in them, to give them a chance. Unfortunately, they didn't make it. And um you know, they'll, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. Whenever you get a child, and if it's multiple children, I mean, you you just can't ever let go of that, and it'll creep up on you. You know, a year down the road, five years down the road, it, whenever, because it, it, it's, it, it's your job. You take it personal that, you know, you were there to save those people and you couldn't. Sometimes you, you just can't get there fast enough.
3: Mike, how hard is it, and this may be an unfair question, how hard is it to remain a firefighter when you're dealing at that moment with death, the way you had to deal with it that night.
4: Well, I know from personal experience, and probably a lot of guys will say this: you kind of compartmentalize it, you you put it in a box while you're there, uh, maintain professional stat, you know. But I've seen people break down, you know. But um, you know, this is this is big on the post traumatic uh, stress. They don't call it disorder no anymore; they call it post tra- post traumatic stress issue. They don't want to call it disorder, but. That's why you see the high rates of um, divorce in our, our profession. Um, some members, unfortunately, start turning to alcohol, substance abuse to, to ease the pain. And that's why we have to be very uh, careful watching over these members as the, as the months and years go by. And one good thing about Local 22 we did some years ago is we developed our own EAP. So not only does the city provide an EAP for them, sometimes the city's EAP they are great people, but... Sometimes people know who's going to that EAP, and that's one of the biggest problems with members trying to get help. They want confidentiality. So we went out, um, hired a group, mental health consultants, and our members can call them. Down the union, our, our, our health plan workers, they don't even know who's using it. So that's how we sell it. And we had a lot of uptick in it since we got it, so we always tell them that resources there. You can go see a counselor out of state if you want, if you're worried about being seen, you know.
1: And, Mike, by, by the way, that was my next question. What is EAP, what, what, EAP is that is that a counseling uh, program?
4: Yeah, it's basically the Employee Assistance Program. Most unions have them. Uh, most employers have them. So they provide counselors, therapy, et cetera, psych, psychiatric help. So like we did, though, we, we went out and got our own, just so they know their, their confidentiality is protected completely 100%.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you know, when when we heard it in the first thing in the morning, as the general public, Um, obviously devastating, just unimaginable. Uh, You know, it's been the front page of of every newspaper for the last several weeks. Um, That was the first thing that came to mind. Um, You received a a call from the president of the United States. Uh, Number one, that had to be somewhat surprising, and number two, tell us how that went.
4: Well, yeah, that was kind of came about. Um, our international president, IFF uh, president, Edward Kelly, he's a good friend of ours. We, you know, we we helped him get elected. We work hand in hand with him. Great guy. He's been around a while. He gives me a um, call and says, hey, Mike, you know, first is just send down his sentiments and, and for, the, for the members and the victims. And he said, listen, uh, the White House reached out. He didn't say who, he said, but they want to know if there's anything down there they can help with. So I thought about it running you know working in the office that they busy i see you know i t- text them back i said yo i said yo Ed, you know what why don't you uh, if you can see if they can give me a call and i didn't even really say who you know i said i need some give me a call because you know this job after thinking about it one of the companies that made another uh closed ladder one out of 16th in parish they would have been there um before the other ladders because they were a mile closer ladder one and they're still out of service from uh, back in two thousand nine. So I said, I know the commissioner uh, Adam Teal. He's he, he's been great for us. He's always trying to put grants in try to get. He he, he said he's going to get these companies restored. Him and Mayor, Mayor Kenny. So they did get four of them restored, uh, and you know that was um under the last presidential administration. So I said Eds, we call him Eds. I said, yeah, maybe um I can talk to somebody about making sure when a grant goes in. We can get them companies restored. And, uh, you know, I I mentioned Eddie, too. We had a couple younger, uh, less experienced members make those uh, discoveries up there. And he says, all right, because I'll I'll convey the message. So he got back to me. He says, listen, um, POTUS is going to call you. He texted me. I said, okay. So he goes, I'll give you a heads up when he does. So that was like um, a few days went by. I just kind of figured it wasn't going to happen. Then uh, it was, uh, yeah, Monday evening. I'm uh, doing some laundry, actually, and uh, it was 5, uh, what was it, 541, I get a call from out of state, I said, ah, let me answer it, so a lot of times I don't answer it. we get a lot of solicitation calls, so it was a young lady on the phone, she says, uh, can you take a call from President Biden, I said, absolutely, so unfor- unfortunately, Eddie Kelly texted me to give me a heads up, but his text came over at 543, so I was already on the line with him, I'm just thankful I answered that call, that number, you know, sure. So uh, he jumped right on the line. It, it, he said, "Hey Mike, how you doing?" Uh, I never met him in person before, but um, I was worried about him remembering me because we endorsed Trump last election. But um, I guess he forgot. I don't know. I don't. Know what, but it didn't come up. But anyway, we were. Um, yeah, you know, he was very um, uh, heartfelt, uh, sending his sympathy, empathy. He said, "Listen, um, anything your guys need." He goes, "I appreciate what you do." She um, started talking about. Hell, yeah, Claymont, Delaware, where you came from, and the fire, firefighters were always, you know, there for everybody. It was the center center of town for everything. And I said, yeah, same thing here. And then we got into, he said, um, you know, grew up, uh, it was Irish Catholic down there. Everybody became police or firefighters or priests. And I said, same thing here. I said, I went to Catholic high school down there. I grew up in Kensington and 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 down in um, Juniata. And I said, all oh, a lot of cops, firemen, priests." And and then he it was funny because he says, "Yeah, I got a, I got a pair of Irish rosary beads. I keep in my back pocket. They're made out of metal." He mm-hmm. says, "I say, deck it every day for my son." And he goes, and then he goes, and I and I got two assistants with me here, right here. It all tests to it. I'm taking them out right now. I said, "Mr. Uh-huh. President, I believe you." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I, you know, so I see, I got a pair of my bedposts my grandmother gave me. So, um, we were talking about that. And then we got into, um, I talked about the young members that were up there. He says, listen, he goes, you, you tell, I'll give them a call. You get the information, I'll, I'll call them. So that was that. And then we started talking about business with the company out of service. And I let him know. I said, look, you know, um, we don't know, but if ladder one was still around, it was put out of service in 09 they they were a mile closer to that address, and, um, you know, the search and rescue personnel could have got in there 30 seconds. A minute could have made a difference. They found one of the victims in the hallway. That tells us that that victim was trying to escape, so he was, you know, he could tell. He was like, wow, that's, that's terrible. So I said, well, anyway, I said, um, we can maybe make things better, fix it. I said, um, our commissioner's putting in for grant money to restore that company and two others that were placed out of service and he says, well, I'll tell you what he says, if that, uh, if that money's there, you guys are going to get it. All right. I said, okay, appreciate it. And, you know, and then, uh, actually it was funny at the end. I said, um, I said, you know, you know, sir, I said, you know, some of the news stations I watch cause you know, I'm, I'm a conservative. I don't know if he knew that or not, but I said, uh, you get beat up a little bit on it. I said, but, you know, that's politics. I said, I go through it, too. You know, everybody's not going to love you. And I said, so keep your chin up. And he says, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> that's great. Well, you're talking to the president of the United States, and it's great that obviously... Yeah, i tell you,
4: it, it was laid back. It was like talking, to, having a beer with him at the bar. You know, I was real, real down to earth. seems like a really good guy. I mean, our politics are probably far apart but that's all put aside when it comes down to um you know I the safety that. of the citizens and our members yeah. yeah
3: mike bresden president firefighters local 22 joining us here on the labor show getting a start at mike as we say good night to you on a saturday night um i send along another uh, toast from the other end of the bar uh from dennis hill uh who said to send along uh, his best he knew you were going to be on the show tonight um and of course you know have a long time relationship you know dennis and he sends his best along so appreciate you brother the
4: man the man the mr legend
1: <laughs> that's it brother mike yeah. thank you so much for what you do for your members and and obviously thanks for, for sharing that information our thoughts and prayers obviously go out to the victims and the family but also um all your members who were there and and who do it on a daily basis thanks so much mike
4: all right, thank you, and you
1: guys, too. Keep
4: up the great work. You guys are appreciated.
1: Thank you, Michael.
3: Uh, good stuff from Michael. All uh, right. Great stuff, and Jay duck look forward to actually uh, we have on our calendar in 2022 uh, to get out and do a full uh, one-hour show with Mike and all of his members Absolutely. Uh, that we look forward to uh, that great conversation uh, from Mike uh, you know, tough spot, tough situation fighting hard every day, appreciate him very, very much for uh, being so open and so candid here on the Labor Show, our number one of the Labor Show rolls on When we come back after our first commercial break here in hour number one, The Brass from DC33. Back in a moment.
0: Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk. I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-Labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart.
3: And back here live on The Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, we are live in local, J-Doc, nice to be back live in the chair, great uh, shout out again to Mike Breslin for kicking off uh, the show, good conversation, um, and then as mentioned as uh, when we went into the break and of course when we started the show, um, the DC33 brass, all three uh, parts of the power. Uh, are going to join us, and we'll have a good conversation uh, with Ernest Garrett and the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe, I'm ecstatic to bring into the leadership of uh, District Council 33. They've been uh, in office for 15 months. Lots going on. They've done a phenomenal job. Leadership is a great word for this team because that's what they w- are and that's what they've done. Uh, I'm ecstatic to bring into the, into the program um, a president of District Council 33, uh, Ernest Garrett. How are you, sir? I'm good. And you? I'm Happy fantastic. New Year. Uh, it's absolutely great to have you. I also want to say hello to Omar Salam, the Vice President. How are you, Omar?
5: Good, Jay. Happy New Year, T. How you doing?
1: And you as well. Great. And, of course, Frank Halber, Secretary-Treasurer. How are you, Frank? I'm great, Joe. Uh, Krause. i see saying happy New Year to both of you, guys. Glad to be with you tonight. We, we appreciate uh, having all three of you gentlemen on. Uh, obviously, I'm going to start off with, with Ernest. Um, first of all, it's been 15 months, uh, Ernest, and... Um, there's you guys have done so much in that time' um, let's, let's let's talk about just the culture of the union and the, and the, and the change that you, you guys have created um, it, it's just been remarkable talk about that
6: well you know we're trying to teach people that you know sometimes you have to fight for what you want you know everything isn't given to you and uh, this new generation sometimes, think that the uh, hard fought games were just handed to them. So we're trying to change that culture every day by standing up for what we believe in and fairness and and just trying to make sure that we're treated uh, equally at the uh, bargaining table.
3: Ernest, how hard is that? That's uh, sometimes easier said than done depending on the situation or the scenario. How tough is it?
6: You know, I really don't think I really don't think it's that tough. You know, sometimes you just got to keep it real with people. You got to look them in the eye and tell them, listen. You know, we're in this together. You know, what I eat, you eat. You know, what I benefit from is a benefit for you. You know, uh, you know, the union is is a body. It's not just individuals. So we hold our body accountable. You know, we all in this together. Had this city not giving us what we were asking for, they would have seen what a body does
1: when a body's not
6: said. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. And, uh, Omar, if you would, you, you know, you're, you're out on the street every day, um, you know, uh, and that's uh, something that, that, that this uh, team has put uh, in place where you're going out to, to the job sites, you're going out and meeting the members on a daily basis. Talk about what that experience has been uh, over the last 15 months.
5: Um, it's tough sometimes, like like, like President Gary said. But you know, we, we represent some very resilient men and women. You know that they've been sticking in there. I mean, the one thing about it is, I think that's obvious. They've been producing for the city of Philadelphia. Like, I'm very proud of the the, the men and women that District Council 33 represents.
1: No doubt about it. And 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 Frank Calber, um, as a as a former um, you know head of one of the sub unions uh, there, talk about. Uh, you know, the, just the atmosphere and the air of positivity um, with all the unions in in, in 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 the in the council. Well, Joe, I,
2: I feel there's been a big difference. I feel inclusiveness, which may have been missing to some extent previous to our administration, to Ernest's administration. Uh, it's a big change. Our, this last contract is the first contract I've been part of that uh, the president actually dug in and address every local needs I mean it was uh, usually generic but I went out and asked people what the like sanitation issues are different than water issues or 911 issues or policy card issues so it was a, it was impressive to watch the man in motion and, uh, and what he says he needs and uh, he's holding people's feet to the fire and I, I think people can feel it I met with uh, uh, nine new parking authority employees last month they were in their 20s all sign union cards could we tell them exactly
1: what's on the line here and what this is about. Hey, Ernest, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, good
3: stuff. Good answer. Uh, good example from uh, Frank Halbert, also Omar Salam Ernest Garrett, the president DC33. Uh, all three joining us here uh, on the labor show. Ernest, I want to get you to address or talk about the elephant in the room: uh, vaccine mm-hmm. mandates. The deadline was recently extended. Um, you're in a position uh, of standing uh, firm for your members. Let's talk about that.
6: Absolutely. Uh, you know, first off, I want to, you know, start off by saying, you know, I'm, I'm pro-vaccine. Uh, I know what it's like to lay in that hospital. And, uh, you know, I would have taken anything to have an opportunity to get make sure I got out of that hospital to see my son. You know what I mean? Because they're the best thing in the world to me. So I'm pro-vaccine. But what I'm, I'm not in a position to tell people that are against it that they should uh, uh, inject it into their arm. So as a union, we feel as though we have to protect those who want the vaccine and also those who do not want the vaccine. And that's what we did. We sat down with the city and we said, listen, what's good for the goose is good for the gander put some protections in place and we wrote up a long list of protections that are for those who want to be vaccinated and also protections for those who don't want to be vaccinated. And then we asked the city, we want this to be uh, governed by an arbitrator, which before in the past um, mandates like this were, were only governed by arbitrator for police and for fire. So the city agreed and the same arbitrator, that is governing the police and fire will also govern the mandate. And then we also put in a me too clause because my ask is simple. There's no other entity in the city of Philadelphia that is more deserving of anything more than what we get. So if the police and fire should get an arbitration award that allows them to be uh, compensated in a, in a better way, then that me too clause, make sure that my members are compensated in the same way. So that, I felt, was my role to make sure all those for and those opposed have coverage. And that's what we have done. We have made sure that all
5: have coverage.
1: That's
3: Ernest, how tough is it for the members that do not want to get the vaccine in terms of existing Amongst the PR battle uh, that's out there that you face as a union
6: well you know that PR battle is tough because it's coming from all different types of angles and and nowadays you you know uh, you don't know if it's true or not you know and um, uh, that that is a difficult part when it comes to a union leader trying to disseminate the information and get people to believe what you believe. And that's why I think that, you know, each man and woman that I represent, I, tr- I, I believe in them, and I believe that they have enough intelligence to make a decision that's best for them and their families. So if they believe that it's best for them and their families not to get vaccinated, then they have to do what they need to do, whether it's a medical exemption, whether it's a religious exemption, or I also tell people, Sometimes you got to stand on 10 toes like a man or a woman and say, you know, this ain't for me. And maybe this job isn't for me. And maybe there's somewhere else I should be because I don't want to be a part of your mandate. So, so my position is clear. You know, hey, stand up, believe in what you believe in. And if you want to follow the union, use the, the things that we have put in place. But if you want to go your own route, stand on two, 10 toes, And believe in what you believe in. And I won't uh, be fault you for that.
3: Good words from Ernest Garrett, the president of DC33, along with Omar Salam and Frank Halbert uh, here on The Labor Show. Great stuff, Jay Doc. Absolutely. Could could
1: not have said it any better than that.
3: No doubt about that. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll keep Ernest, Omar, and Frank on the line. And we appreciate you uh, working with us through the commercial break. More with The Labor Show back in a moment
0: this edition of the labor show is sponsored in part by sprinkler fitters local 692 laborers district council steam fitters local 420 and the international union of operating engineers local 542
5: we're going to try to work with republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working
3: and back here live on the labor show jay doc spot on during the break you made a statement man it's so nice to be back live it, uh, it on is. talk radio 1210 wpht great way to kick it off the brain trust from dc 33 helping us get through our first live hour of 2022 can you believe it
1: yeah and it is it's fantastic to be here and and, and I, I just want to give props to, to president ernest garrett for the way he laid that out there man i mean and and it, i could not have said it better myself um and certainly so very impressive. I want to kind of, you know, segue a little bit to, to uh, Vice President Omar Salaam. Uh, Omar, we, we were talking about the, the vaccine mandate and all that stuff. And like I said, uh, President Garrett did a phenomenal job um, explaining that. But at the same time, you know, the members are fighting through the new variant and uh, Omicron. And, and uh, you know, it's it's. I, when we first started off, when, when COVID came in a year and a half ago, I didn't know anybody. Uh, who had it now I don't think any of us don't know a family that's not been hit talk about how your members have been able to work through this uh, during this you know pretty stressful time
5: well I mean that that, that's been the toughest part because you don't know who had like it's not like people wear a sign that says hey I have COVID so at the end of the day and I represent the department coming from sanitation department whereas though in a five-day period we physically touch every household in the city of Philadelphia. So we're constantly coming up with, we have the, the numbers of COVID are constantly spiking throughout the departments. Sure. Um, one of the things that, that, that that's really hard hard to, 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 to work through is when you have to work in such, such, such tight quarters as, as a sanitation operator, whereas uh, you're sitting in a truck that's about seven feet wide, sure. three, three, three people working together as a crew, you got these people working together, people coming up with COVID. Um, it, it's tough, it, it's, it's really tough.
1: Yeah, and and I mean I, you know I know you you know your organization's big with the, the PPE and, and it is tough because it, this particular variant and of course I'm not a doctor you know just as a layperson um, seems to be much more contagious than any other uh, you know a, a, any other strain uh, but it also seems to be obviously not as treacherous uh, at least to as many people thank God um, having people in that uh, in those small corners, I guess the PPE and doing every kind of hard to social distance when you're all working in one truck, but you guys are, you know, put a, a priority on uh, the PPE, the, the masks and all those things, correct?
5: Yeah, we put a priority on the PPE, but just this last week in sanitation, we had over 50 uh, confirmed positive cases. We had over 100, another 100 employees that were, were quarantined because of exposure, so even with PP, the proper PPE is still
1: tough. Absolutely. No question about it. I mean, this, this has been uh, like wildfire. Hopefully, whatever, you know, herd immunity really means in, in, in a medical um, way, I, I, I obviously hope that, that that the result of this is that there's a lot of immunity. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Just uh,
3: for, just for just, I, I want to make sure everybody in the listening audience heard the statement within a five day period oh my god every home in the city is touched by a member of dc
1: 33. well i mean and that just goes to show you how important uh, the worker the workforce is uh, from dc 33. having said that um let me segue to secretary treasurer uh, frank halber frank uh, let's you, you know your leadership there uh, with President Garrett and, and, and Omar and yourself, um, there was a health care overhaul for almost 10,000 members. Um, and in the midst of this pandemic, um, that's a feat that's almost hard to uh, you know, comprehend. Talk about that.
2: Uh, Joe, that was a big deal. I mean, uh, President Garrett came in here um, promising better health care, promising to get the city to pay their fair share into our members' health care. And he held their, again, he held their feet in the fire. We were on their page compared to other, uh, other unions, as far as our members go, and it was ridiculous. So, in the last three months, we, did, we transferred to uh, uh, Keystone East, uh, United Healthcare, and uh, we transferred over, over 10,000 members, over 22,000 family members, and, uh, I mean, it's been difficult. But we what? Do, we're doing it, and we're giving people tears. We're giving people we're the first time in the history. They got options of tears. But Joe, you know, a 20-year-old who's invincible might not want to pay the same as somebody who's married with four or five years. Sure. And we, we understand that, and Ernest understood that. So he worked at a great deal and a lot of hard work, a lot of late night, a lot of bargaining. And I, I believe everybody's thrilled, and, and, and the toughness of it is actually... That, The the fruits of our labor are coming into
1: effect now, President Garrett. If you would talk about that, because that's such a big deal. It's a game-changing situation um, that that you've spearheaded. Uh, Talk about, you know, comment on what Frank just said.
6: Well, you know, uh, when we all went out and campaigned, uh, one of the biggest hurdles we 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 came upon was people wanting better health care wanting them to be able to have choices. Wanted, a, You know, not everybody wanted a, a DMO or HMO. Some wanted a PPO. So we had to go and, and, and let the city know that, you know, we're not a, a, a something you scraped off the bottom of your shoe. We want choices, too. And the truth is, what, what Omar was trying to show is that we're frontline soldiers. Yep. Right? You know, when, when, when everybody has the comfort of sitting in a... Uh, uh, with, with, and I'm not going to say everybody, let me, let me say that, uh, start over. When some people have the comfort of working by themselves in a the car, that's, that's, that keeps them safe. We, there's nothing we can do as sanitation workers that we are by ourselves. There, there are gangs, you know, uh, we have to work in, in three-man pairs. Same within the water department. To keep that water flowing through those pipes, right now, today, those pipes out there cracking inside the, because of the cold weather, inside those trucks are three- and four-man gangs that, are, that ride to each location four feet apart, you know? Uh, the spike in this, this violence in this city keeps our 911 operators working elbow-limps elbow apart. Elbow-limps apart. Uh, with the, with the, with the plexiglass, uh, plexiglass barrier that we don't even know if it really works. And, and let me just I mean? jump in
1: there for a second because I, I, I don't know if you, you guys heard, but we had uh, firefighters uh, president, local 22 president, Mike Bresden on, and we talked about that, that tra- tragic fire in Fairmount and mm-hmm. you know you sit there and you make a great point having the 911 or you know personnel right next to one another uh, those individuals are the ones that get those calls we are not in a position to uh, you know uh, you know have our people lay people off to have social distancing in the room uh you PPE you do the best you possibly can but if we don't have the personnel no one answers that phone
5: absolutely Absolutely. And, and, and
1: so
3: y- 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 hey, Doc. Y- if you're a nine-one-one operator oh. in the city of Philadelphia right now, yeah. When your shift begins tonight, you begin a night of hell. Oh my God! Just it's through, it's, 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 it's
1: it's it's. Well, yeah, and but thankfully, they have health care <clears throat> and a great package right now. Um, one of the things, Ernest, is that when you talk about health care, it's one of the benefits of being in a union. In other words, it's the difference that uh, one of the differences along with a pension and, and working conditions um, that gives us the opportunity at a career. It's the benefit of of being in a union and and that I know that was you know one of your priorities from day one.
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. Adequate good health care where uh, you know that was the trade-off. That was the trade-off, you know, good health care uh a secured pension, um and our everyday wages, because if you run out and talk to the ten thousand members that I represent, they will let you know that their bi weekly check isn't enough. It isn't Absolutely. enough and we're not done yet. The city has a whole lot of bones to crunch and we're not done yet. This is just a start and our uh tenure, but we we're definitely not done. That's why, you know, they talk about uh 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 COVID pay you know what I mean? Why would yep. we? We that's one of the things we didn't negotiate in this last contract was was yep. compensation for COVID because we're still in the COVID crisis. But that's a check. I guarantee you that me and the city gonna have to sit down and cash sooner or later.
1: Absolutely.
3: The Labor Show live here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, We'll take our final break, a short break. Ernest, Omar, and Frank, stay with us. We'll get closing thoughts from you on the other side. This is... The Labor Show with Jadok and Krause back in a moment.
0: Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Iron Workers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roovers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor.
3: Live on The Labor Show with Jadok and Krause. Jadok, I'll come right to you for our final segment here with the brass from DC 33.
1: yeah, President Garrett, we have you know, coming up sooner than later a um, governor election, and we have, amongst other uh, offices, um, talk about uh, your priority of getting involved in the political process, engaging the members, and how important that is.
6: Well, it's very important because, um, you know, members need to know that, you know, when we vote and put elected officials in that you know, share our values and and look to want to make the working families able to live and and, and provide adequately for those that they love and who they're working for, that's important. So in this upcoming election cycle, you know, our thing is to to, to utilize our power of vote. You know, we have 10,000 members. uh, That equals uh, roughly maybe 40,000 votes. And uh, we want to make sure every one of those people do what's necessary. So we're organizing a member action team to be able to target every area of this city. I assure you, I hope you all pay attention and keep your eyes on us. We're going to show you what grassroots campaigning and, and, and mobilizing look like. You know, we're taking it back to the street. See, I, I'm a firm believer in some of the things done in the past were good things, and we just have to bring them back. You know, not everything that's old is bad, you know. So we want to go grassroots, door knocking. You know, um, we're gonna we we we're, we're gonna spare no expense to make sure that we get some uh, elected officials in that share our values, and not just those talkers that, uh, you know, just won our vote and then disappear. Those days is over with, you know?
1: Yeah, our vote and our campaign funds, uh, you know, we, get, we do get a lot of, um, especially in labor, you know, we get a lot of talk, um, and, and, I'll, and, and it's important to hold people to their word. Having said that, educating our members and getting them involved in the process. I'll, I'll talk to, uh, and I'll ask uh, Vice President uh, Omar Salam. You're, you're, you're on the street, you're seeing um, individuals uh, all the time. Talk about uh, that conversation and, and how important it is uh, to get pe- let people know that you know they're a part of the process.
5: Well, I think that one of the biggest things that we one of the greatest things we can do is actually vote. Um, it, one of the greatest sacrifices in, in, in the world was the, the sacrifice that men and women, white, black, you know male, female, made that all people had the ability to vote. We've got to make sure we get out there, but like President Garrett said, we have to hold politicians accountable Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people a lot a lot of people in Philadelphia, especially young people, part of the problem with it is they don't believe in the system they don't feel like the system does anything to service them and they're tired of being let down by the system so we got to make sure that these politicians actually identify what the actual problem is and go out there and work to address it.
1: Uh, Frank Halbert Yes sir. yeah tell me what you're thinking.
2: I'm thinking I agree 100%. And like Omar just said, young people have their minds on other things. And people are supposed to vote for their self-interest. Well, your job and your wages and your health care and your family should be the number one self-interest of any, any, any of our members. And that's what we're pushing. You want to, we're in for self-interest, absolutely. And we I lay it out there to them about why we should vote for these people and hopefully they follow our lead, because at the end of the day, it's about our members.
1: Yeah, I, no question about it. And, and, and we'll call, you know, close up with pr- President Garrett. Um, if you could say one thing to your members, uh, you know, you have a captive audience right now about how uh, voting for your economic and, and your job status is, is important. Um, please do so.
6: It, it is, voting is the greatest power that any man or woman can have because it's yours. You know, you own it. Um, and you have to utilize it because if you don't use it, you're surely going to lose it. And um, that's what we have to do. I mean, we we, we we city employees, public servants, can dictate who our boss is. I mean, we're, we're the only people in the city as public servants that play a role in dictating who our boss is, you know? And, and we need to make sure that we do that to the fullest and make sure that our boss knows we put you in, we'll take you out. You don't take care of us, we ain't taking care of you. So we have to exercise our, our power to vote. And I think we will do that. I think we've sent that message to our membership, and we're going to continue to uh, send that message uh, starting in February. We're going to have town halls at our union hall, and I'll invite you guys down to um, be, uh, uh, to come in and see what we're doing. We have an open forum where our members can come and ask any question about the direction that we're moving in, anything that's on their mind, they can ask us. Nothing is off the table because uh, we want to be open and transparent to our membership because if they believe in us, you know, my mom used to always tell me, if the parent is a good leader, the children will become good leaders. So that's, that's what we try to do as the executive board. Hold ourselves accountable so our members can hold themselves accountable and we can hold the city of Philadelphia accountable.
1: I got to you this. I feel like running through a wall right now. Uh-huh. Wherever Ernest Garrett's going, I'm I was I'm just, just going to, you him, know,
3: what I was going to say, Jay Duck on this NFL Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, man. Hey, Coach, sign me up for the squad. Great <laughs> stuff from Ernest Garrett, uh, Omar Salam and Frank Halber. And uh, uh, in terms of uh, Ernest, with that open invitation, when they're doing an, when they're doing a uh, a. Um, a public forum discussion like that, just like when we went to the Leocor Center, uh, would love to be there. Great stuff. Ernest Garrett, thank you. Omar Salam. Thank you, Frank Halbert. Uh, thank you so much. Great way to begin uh, the labor show with J. Dock and Krause uh, live here on a Saturday night. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank Bye-bye. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you. All right. thank
3: you. Good, uh, good stuff. Well, uh, that brings to a close our number one. We'll take a commercial break. We'll pick it up with our number two of The Labor Show on the other side.
0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.